Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The Drunk Women Solving Crime will be live at the Clapham Grand on the 15th of December, as well as being joined by the amazing Kate Thornton. They can also announce that one of the stars of Netflix's The Duchess, Michelle Deswatt, will also be joining them. But if that still isn't enough, Katie, Hannah and Taylor, then why not head over to their Patreon page and see what extra content you can get. There are videos, extra audio content, as well as ad-free episodes and shout-outs. Just go to patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Drunk women solving crime. Drunk women. Drunk women solving crime. Drunk women. Now it's time for drunk women solving crime. This is Drunk Women Solving Crime. My name's Taylor Glenn, and I'm a writer and comedian. I'm joined by screenwriter Hannah George. Hello. As well as author and comedian Katie Wilkins. Hello. This is where beer meets breaking and entering, Prosecco meets perjury, and vodka meets vandalism. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime. It's nice to have to wait till men's month to have a good chat about shoes. <laughs> I've had just enough alcohol to ramble this a bit too much. Can I just ask a question? We were supposed to guess that, were we? <laughs> Our yeah. drinking changes lives. <laughs> now it's time for drunk women solving crime. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our final episode of Men... uh, Fuck me. (laughs) (laughs) What a day. Guys, I'm moving house. I'm falling apart. I didn't leave any wine glasses out like an amateur. I'm drinking wine, cheap wine out of a Zabar's mug. That's where I'm at. I think the kids call it mood. That's mood. Okay. (laughs) Welcome. 
to our final. Amanda's totally going to leave that all in. This is horrendous. Let's do this. Welcome to our final episode of Men's Month 2020, a year where nothing has happened at all. But at least we've got <laughs> comedian, presenter, and actor Ramesh Ranganathan. Thanks, guys. Thanks very much for having me. I really Hello. appreciate it. Welcome. Um, Thank you. I know you do. You do a little presenting, so feel free to pick up any tips from how I <laughs> how I just did it. No, I liked it. I, 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 I'm a, no, I really enjoyed it. So I've got a, it's a looser quality. Yeah, it's good. Right. Yeah, it's good. I've been, I've been called loose. I've been called many things. All right. So we always kick off the podcast the same way. It's me saying something inappropriate and then asking the question. Ramesh, have you ever been the victim of a crime? Yeah, well, I've been the victim of a few crimes. The, the most serious, that's not actually serious. I don't want to sort of dark you out straight away. It's not serious <laughs> at all. But it's the one that sort of sticks out in my mind is that I was, um, must have been in my early 20s and I, I was seeing a girl from work and it was my first properly adult job. And I, uh, and I went to stay at this girl's house. And then um, when I came out, uh, the next morning, yeah, it did go that well. Uh, when, when, I, when, I, when I came out the next morning, um, my car had been broken into, and oh. um, and my my jacket had been stolen. And uh, basically, there's a bit of, there's a bit of a story, not a great story, but I, I had been to to Canada, and uh, do you remember there was a time when if you go to if you went to North America or Canada, if like the 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 the, the, the shops, the sports shops would always have trainers that you couldn't get in the UK. There'd always be these amazing, like, night, there'd be loads of Nike stuff you couldn't get here. And so yes. every time I... And so this I is got, the only I, reason my husband has stayed with me. It's so we could do those trips back. Right, right, and the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the so, pound was so strong. Yeah, so. I mean, it was crazy. Like, I, I, would go to, like, I would go to see my cousins in Toronto. And I was like, this is amazing. These trainers are like, they're, it's like they're free. You know, this one was just so excited, like... And so oh my God. I remember, I remember getting this, um, I remember seeing this Nike jacket. It was like, it's, it's like now when I think about it, I think it's just a shit average like jacket. But at the time it was like this pullover, like zip up top. Yes. You couldn't get anything like it in the UK and it cost like 30 quid. Right. And I thought it was incredible. Yeah. I was so proud of it. I loved it. Uh, and so, but stupidly when I pulled up at this girl's house, I, left the jacket on the back seat of the car. Mm. And then when I came out the next morning, they'd smashed the window and the jacket was gone. That's the only thing they took was that jacket. And um well and never before have I been able to say like what was the car wearing, but it was <laughs> no. <laughs> I know. Cool jackets. So. Yeah. It was it was my first car as well. It was a Honda Civic. Oh shit. Uh, and I passed my driving test quite late. And so um it was still in the phase when I wasn't very confident driving. You know when like every drive uh, still felt like uh, your Bilbo Baggins, like taking the ring to the. You know, like it, it was so. It was so. You know, you'd, you'd have to prep yourself mentally. I was still at the stage where I couldn't really have music on in the car because it was distracting me from being yeah. focused. The focus of the A two one seven. Do you know what I mean? It was. Oh, I love it. Was it. Like, so, so it was a very. I was and so I was, I was properly in love with that car and driving at that stage felt like like the whole world had become available to me you know like yeah. it was it was i was it, it, there's all that and then also i'd slept at a girl's there's lots of things 
Oh, yeah. Come on, yeah. Do you, know what I mean? you, it was, you were riding high. And, oh, uh, oh, honestly, <laughs> Katie, I was like buzzing my tits off online. <laughs> I really was. And then. It wouldn't be. Every box I, ticked. Yeah. And so I skip out of this girl's house. I've had an incredible <laughs> night. I have. I've got no idea how big a time she had, but it was irrelevant to me. <laughs> and, and, and I went to the car and, uh, and the window was smashed and the jacket was gone. And oh. then I had this weird thing of like, I didn't know, I, I didn't know whether to put that back on her, you know, because I thought I could just phone the police and wait here or drive home and just, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know right. what the, and then I thought I, I sort of only just started seeing this. Do I go When's back the right and, time to share your first crime with your new exactly, girlfriend? Exactly. Everybody's... Exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, and oh, then boy. I thought, you know, she didn't really know me that well. She, she could she might suspect me of smashing my own window to sort of get some sort of attention you know it's the sort of thing a bloke would do do you know what I mean sort of oh mother me mother me my car's just been broken you know like I, I didn't know she might suspect that oh, so there's yeah. all these things going through my head when I was like wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, a of security suspe- of an early go on sorry <laughs> I just feel like you've been with like a lot of suspicious women to stay up <laughs> she'll think this was me she'll think this was fucking no, but you me know, no, you, when you're in that stage like um, you just second guess everything you do you know like you, you, you you're so worried about doing anything that might uh, indicate that you're a psychopath or uh, or like <laughs> Yeah, I've only ever like, existed desperate. in that stage of life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any other. yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. Um, Still kind of there. Yeah. <laughs> but but it is more acute in your early 20s, for sure. Oh, and 100%. Rela- that kind of relationship insecurity is the worst. Like, that's where I second-guess the most. Just, like, every move you'd make. Like, oh, just analyzing. Does this look like this? I better not do this because it looks like this. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 and not one fucker was worth all that. No. <laughs> it was like, no. wow. Knots you tied yourself in. It's really, it's really hard, that, because I remember I, I, I just... This was like the first girl I'd seen after being in quite a long-term relationship. And, it, mm. and, and I just, um, and I'd split up with this girl and then I'd been sort of, or I'd been single. And a lot of my friends were, were saying to me, you know, my friends were going to me, oh, you've got to go and chat to somebody or go and, you know, go and talk to a girl at a bar or something like that. But I've just never been that guy. I, mean, I, I just can't do yeah. that. You know, I, I haven't got that in me. Every girl I've ever seen, I've worked with for six months previous to asking. Do you know what I mean? It's like, there's, been no, there's been no spontaneous, you know, that's Aww. never happened in my life ever. So, and so then I started seeing this girl who had been, the six months had, had gone. And so I'd asked her out. Well, I was seeing <laughs> yes. this girl. And so, but so, and so then it was after this long-term relationship. So then you're thinking, shit, shit, shit. I don't want to, you know, you're sort of really... I don't know. You're not quite right mentally, and that, that, that you know you're sort of really sort of, uh, needy, but trying to hide that neediness. And it yeah. was like it's one of those one of those relationships where she could have asked me to do anything, and I'd have been like, yeah, if it means we'll stay together, yeah, no, of course. If this means this to keep going, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, of course. No, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. It was like really bad, and so that's why I that found is my, my type actually really just, well. Okay, yeah. it's good to know. It's good to know. <laughs> um, like just anything you want, Hannah, at any yeah. point. <laughs> I'll do it for you. It's so so horrible. And so then (laughs) that's why I found myself on the side of a road uh, wondering whether I should, what I should do. But in the end, Mm. I went and knocked on her door and I said, um, do you mind if I, 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 I've called the police because my car's been broken into and I'm just going to, do you mind if I just wait here and figure out what to do? And then she uh, immediately, because she's very nice, took 
was felt very guilty that the car had been broken into near her house. Yeah. And so then started apologising to me on behalf of her oh. borough. Oh. Uh, which, <laughs> it was, uh, it was two people being there. deeply apologetic to each other. Yeah. They let her down. They're they did. Criminals. They did. They did. That's they the did. last thing you want, do you? Like the, sort of the morning after, the night before, is just a lot of apologies in the morning. Like well, that's not the most attractive. I know. Yeah. And also it's so... Also, can to... I borrow a jacket? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this is a very suspicious way of thinking, but any suspicion that the ex was involved in this theft? Oh right, you got motive. Um, well, no. I mean, yes, ordinarily I would think that, but we had been, we were so we were so early on uh, right. that we we I don't think anybody knew unless he was like stalking her uh, yeah, and, and and followed us back to her place and was furious and thought. <laughs> Let me just take a, one thing from him. Yeah, and I feel like if that was his MO, it wouldn't have ended with just a jumper theft. No, it's so weird. <laughs> and then to not leave any kind of trail to, to what that was yeah. about, you know, it feels strange. Like, hopefully, he'll be slightly colder going forward and then they'll have to split up. I don't know what the long game would be. He'll be, he'll be too insecure to wait by the crime yeah. scene. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna struggle in, in rainy situations. There's, <laughs> there's no way he'll be able to continue this relationship. So uh, ever yeah, find how, who did it. No, because people don't you don't find out who did it in those situations. No. Do you? No. I'm always fascinated when people have such an eye for any fashion item, like they can spot. You know, that's what they're on the prowl for, right? Like just spotting something valuable. Because I know fuck all about what clothes are worth. Like I just would be the worst. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's, I'm, I sort of admire this person. <laughs> I gotta yeah, say. Well, <laughs> I'm having that exact sort of dilemma in my life at the moment because I, I've become um, obsessed with trainers Ooh. and my wife is having real conversations with me about cutting me off in terms of forbidding me from buying any more. Because you're um, addicted. Yeah, I think so. I, 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 do, I don't know, but it's a problem. It is a problem. I, okay. I and, and, and the problem is, is that when you get into anything like that, what happens is, is you start to go more extreme in your tastes because – you're, you're starting to become some sort of connoisseur. I'm using <laughs> okay. in finger, finger inverted commas because it's so ridiculous. <laughs> For the listeners. But, but what, that, what that means is, is that the trainers look more and more insane. And so yes. my, wife, my wife is sort this of... This is my husband too, oh my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, So my wife has said to me, you're sort of paying a lot more money for much uglier shoes than you used to buy. Like. <laughs> and also what happens is, is that yes. there's, no, there's no qualitative... Uh, connection to the price of these things what happens is is market forces or hype beasts or whatever shortage of Hmm. supply dictates that these things suddenly become desirable and so it's almost Uh, impossible to predict what is going to be a a hot shoe or what isn't you know i mean it's it's so (laughs) it's so crazy and then like i started buying yeezys like and now i have to like check twitter every morning to see what he said (laughs) To decide whether it's okay to put these fucking shoes on. Do you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it's a nightmare. It's quite How many a world, pairs man. do you think you have? Yeah. How many pairs of trainers do I yeah, have? Yeah, tell us, Imelda. Yeah. I reckon I've got like six, 60. Ooh. Okay. That's, that's not, a that's, lot. that's a lot, but that's not, I mean, that's compared to actual people of my peer cult. group. Yeah. That, that's your that cult. Your new peer group. <laughs> <laughs> my shoe colleagues. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, it's nice to have to wait till men's month to have a good chat about shoes. It's not a female podcast. We haven't done that. So. Well, I was going to say, I'm the so thing sorry. about... No, I love it. No, it's brilliant. <laughs> the thing about my husband having what I consider a shoe addiction, addiction is... Addiction. Yeah. So obviously, every time they get delivered, the delivery person knows when they have shoes. It's just an unmistakable box and sound. And I'm always the one that goes to the door. So I know that like the Hermes guy thinks that it's me buying shoes. Like you, I can just see in his eyes, like the stereotype. And I don't want to be the freak that's like, they're not mine. My husband has a problem and like shutting the door. <laughs> but every time there's this exchange, I'm just like, I own four pairs of shoes. <laughs> uh, anyway. I, when you said Hermes, do you mean Hermes? Oh, Hermes is the I... bag, isn't it? <laughs> Fuck, whatever. The delivery, is it Hermes? The delivery is, this, is called is Hermes? aluminium all over again? <laughs> I think Hermes sounds better than Hermes, doesn't it? It does. Sorry, guys, think... in my neighborhood in Northwest London, it's Hermes. Yeah. <laughs> so. And then, and then do, you have, do you know people that suffer from herpes? Yeah. Well? You... <laughs> you know, she mentioned her husband a lot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Nothing to be ashamed of. <laughs> okay, uh, Ramesh, we always we always give the opportunity to anyone who shares their crime. If you had the perpetrator here, whoever they may have been, uh, what would you say to them now? With impunity, uh, nothing's going to happen to you. Sure. Yeah. The truth is, uh, the, I was very upset when it happened. Because I you lost bet. the jacket and stuff. But, you know, I always think when things like that happen, that person, I always like to think that, not like to think, we think that person was going through whatever that meant that that was the course of action they wanted to take. Yeah. What I would like to talk, say to that person, though, is I would love to ask, because a lot of people that I told this story to said, well, why do you leave your jacket out? And you, you, you're practically, you're practically demanding that your car gets broken. <laughs> and so I, I would like to say to that person, how much was the jacket being on the back seat? a driving factor in, in you breaking into the car. And, and also, just to follow on from your point, Taylor, was it because it was a nice jacket? that you, Or would it have been any jacket? Yeah. You know, I'd like to sort of get... Yes. I'd like to get some sort of sartorial kind of vindication yeah. from this guy. Do you was, know what I mean? it, was it random? Was it inspired by the expensive jacket? Like, <laughs> so like get the statistics from... And be like, from the jacket theft bureau. Yeah. yeah. Be like, on a scale of one to ten, what motivated you to break into that car? <laughs> um, ten very motivated by the jacket. Yeah. One not very motivated by the jacket. I feel like and when they find out. Yeah. yeah. Also, if you yeah. want jackets, like go to an ice rink or to a disco or something. Do you know what I mean? Go to somewhere with a cloakroom mm. and then just go and do a job lot. I, I imagine I imagine if you're going to a disco, there's going to be very old-fashioned jackets. I don't know who the hell's going to a disco <laughs> in 2020. Yeah. But I've given away how cool <laughs> they are. They're sort of solid with, <laughs> and solid with, illegal. With, with tassels and sequins or something, I imagine. Or, now it's time for drunk women solving crime. This case is known as the 300 million yen affair. It is an unsolved crime, but we won't be saying that tomorrow. We'll wait, guys. <laughs> Let's do this. Okay. How long does this podcast go on for? <laughs> <laughs> 
that's a good point. I usually bring my watch in here. So, it, guys, if I'm like rambling, be like, Tash. Oh, yeah, sure. I'll do that. I'll do that. Yes, I'll please, Ramesh. <laughs> it finishes when we solve it, Rom. Oh, right. Okay. Just, <laughs> did, you, did you not read the email? Oh, God. Just blame it on anyone, like the real police. <laughs> we'll be out of here. All right, great, great. It's usually a fair guess. Okay, here we go. A car with four passengers is stopped by a police officer on a motorcycle just outside of a prison in Tokyo. Your first question is, what is in the trunk of that car? Um, Rom's jacket. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I would love it. What is in the trunk of that car? What that, that man? What, what's, the, what's the name of this crime? I've already forgotten the, the only the, piece of evidence. The million given. yen. What was it? Three million. Three, is it three hundred million yen? Three hundred million yen. Okay. Mm. Is it three hundred million yen? Yeah. Promise it is three hundred million yen. <gasps> oh, oh wow! Well, detective. Done. Huh? No, I know. Listen, good. what can I say, guys? I know car crime. All right? <laughs> This is his expertise, field of expertise. Wow. You have been listening to the podcast. This is amazing. So uh, technically, guys, it was actually 294,307,500. But that's that's a clumsy name for a crime. So they Mm. rounded up, as all people should. Um, So the car stops. The driver rolls down the window. Question, what does the police officer say to the driver? Do you have... 300 million yen in the I mean, I, well, I don't, <laughs> we haven't established why they were pulled over, have we? No, is, that, we is have he like not. your tail light is out? Yeah. Okay. Does he comment on the state of the car the way that American cops do when they're secretly just profiling you? Yeah. 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 Could happen. Was We don't know if the car was driving erratically, though. I mean, we know we know black guys are more likely to get stopped in a in a car, and imagine that's even more so outside of Tokyo because it's even rarer, right? I, I guess. Yeah, that's also. A good I feel point. it's significant that they're going past a prison as well. Mm. Like, I don't know what the money is for, but I f- the fact you mentioned a prison, they could have been a prison break. Yeah, or could they or be like they've got the- bail for a gang or something? Right. These what, are like, a bail for a gang. Yeah, that's my guess. There's a gang. No, so there's a. I just want to unpack this a bit, Katie. But so there's. <laughs> so there's a gang. I'm in just prison. trained to say that's a great answer, Katie. But Ramesh is like, wait, what? <laughs> that makes no sense. Yeah, go ahead and break it down. Break it down. No, no, no. I, just, I, I actually think it's because it sort of shows imagination. There's a lot of data. I just wanted to. I actually genuinely sort of asking because I'm impressed by your sort of speed of thought. So, so they. So they go into the prison and there's a gang in there and it's 300 million yen to get to bail them out. Yeah, well, like, I'm, I am basing this on films that I've seen where, like, if, they, if the police manage to arrest some high-profile crime person, yeah. they'll set the bail really high mm-hmm. right. because that means they can keep them for longer because they can't raise that money. Yes. In fact, there was an episode of Better Call Saul where they had to get that money across the desert really fast. They had to drive to the other people. Um, I've had just enough alcohol to ramble this a bit too much. But <laughs> Not my all. point is, um, they'll, they'll try and set the bell really high, so it's prohibitively high, and yeah. then they can keep the person, and then they can do their work or whatever. So you think and... they're on route, like they're on route to so, the prison? So, yes. Yeah, so I'm wondering okay. now if, yeah, this is they've like managed to get this money together. Mm. To also, and the police the officer is more like the attendant. He's like, "Why are you here? Do you have a permit?" 
Yeah, he Also, was, I love yeah. the idea that you're trying to be like, hey, my guy is innocent and I'm going to prove that by bringing his bail in cash in the boot of a car. Perhaps <laughs> <laughs> that I just managed to get. Yeah. That doesn't scream yeah. legit. Yeah, no, I, sc- I scraped it together. Next question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what? You don't have this? Also, there's four of them. What are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 sure. There's it's one there because four uh, of us. Because sometimes, you know, like when, I don't know if you've ever driven a car when there's something slightly wrong with it, but when you do see police, you tend yeah. to drive super weird. Like you, you're so yeah. careful <laughs> because you're so nervous about drawing any attention to yourself. Yeah. You sort of go too. You always go too slowly to the yeah, point where I think is actually more suspicious. That's true. So I wonder if that's what they're doing. If you had three hundred yeah. million yen in the boat and you see a police car, you say, "Oh, jeez, okay, 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 relax." So relax, they relax, were relax. actually doing the speed limit, and no one else was. Yeah, maybe. And maybe. stopping for like the full three seconds. And then going, I yeah. oh God, see, I just again, I love the imagination. I always remember when I was when I was seventeen, I had a party at like a, a rugby club because they served as alcohol. Ooh, and show off. Least, I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Isle of Wight, about 2005. <laughs> and, wow. I always remember a mate of mine who was like, he was he sort of had a, a voice a bit like that, and he'd always sort of like everything would be a bit like that. And I always remember he ran into the disco. The disco, it was a disco. He ran in and he just announced, he just went, watch out, feel for ear, and then ran off again. And it's just like, I've always remembered it like 15 years later. So whenever I'm driving Aww. in my car and I see the police, I'll always say, watch out, feel for ear, and hope they don't hear me because that's not a great thing to say. Oh, that's super cute. Oh my God. Your police that's... stories are so cute over here. They're so twee. Yeah, nobody uh, dies. It's so, very, it's so... very few. Yeah. Oh, no, um, we, we put him in a wicker man after that, don't we? Yeah. That's Isle of Wight tradition. Um, so here's what the police officer says to the driver of the car He says that there's been an explosion where the passengers have just come from, and that he's received information that their car has had dynamite planted on it. What? Yeah. Oh, so he says they're in danger from being blown up. Yeah. So the passengers think about this quickly. What do you think they do? Drive off. I mean, they are having a hell of a day, aren't they? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what are the chances? You know, the one day you decide to put 300 million yen in the boat of your car, somebody else puts dynamite on. Yeah. (laughs) You escape one explosion, so... you could be the next explosion. Uh, wow. Um, well, I don't know. I, I, the, the truth is, I don't know, but this is what a great case this is, by the way. Yeah, this is high octane already. Thank yeah. you, guys. I read it myself. <laughs> <laughs> but what, like, what would you do? I mean, in that situation, I guess I would, because, you know, you, you, it sounds, there's money in the back of the car. It sounds as though they're probably doing something a bit dodgy. Like if it was just me and my mum, I'd be like in the car, I'd be like, oh, there's probably not dynamite. I think you've got the wrong car. We're yeah. Not, like, but if you're in that yeah. world. That's why Katie, right away, you're like, they just drove away. Right. That's what Katie well, guessed. Because, because Hannah George I feel like they, the car. they could be something to do with the explosion too. They could, they cause the explosion. That's a distraction. They've got the yen. Mm. Off they go. I don't know. So, so sorry, can I just, uh, so that they were told by the police that they think somebody planted dynamite on their car. Yeah. So, so if that's the case, I mean, you're not, you're not compelled to allow the police, can you not, could you not just say to the police, what, thank you for, for letting us know, we'll, oh, we'll, we, we, will go, we will go and check it out whenever it's convenient yeah. to, when we get yeah, home or yeah. something. 
like your taillights out. We'll take yeah, care of it. Yeah, I promise. Yeah, yeah. Don't we'll write me up. The, we'll go to the dynamite check-in place. Yeah, yeah. And we'll get, we'll, get that, we'll get that sorted out. You don't have to, matches. Yeah, it doesn't have to get sorted out then and there, does it? So like, thank you very much. Well, by the, well done, by the way. I think it's great the job yeah, that you yeah. all do. Thanks and thank you so me. much because we might not have known about the dynamite. Thing, yeah, we're certainly gonna, dynamite we are rumor. certainly going to get to that post-haste. So thank you very much. And well done you. For being alert. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Well, I should tell you. I should tell you what they did. Um, They do all get out. They decide that's probably a good idea. Um, So they get out and the police officer crawls under the car to investigate. And at that point, they start to see smoke and sparks coming from the bottom of the car. Okay. And the police officer yells, it's going to blow. Hurry. Run. Um, I presume in Japanese. Yeah. Okay. Um, so That'd what happens next? Twist, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Guys, run, hurry, go. <laughs> what did you say? Fire, boom, I boom, think, sparks. I think you said, come and have a look at this. I can't understand it. What? Yeah. <laughs> Don't I do a great American accent? I thought really that was good. pretty good. I thought it was yeah. great. Kapow. <laughs> Spark, spark. So what happens? I'm going to do this the whole episode now. <laughs> so he says it's going to blow. Yeah. I think they, well, assuming they know there's money in the boot, they run around, they grab the suitcase, and then they run away. Oh, okay. So they get the goods before they run to safety. I, I mean, if they know it's there, okay. like they're going to be in trouble if they that, leave, that, lose 3 million yen. Mm, it feels like the end of uh, almost every sort of, Indiana Jones film this, where you've got a choice between your life or getting the treasure yeah. or whatever. I, I do, you'd just be so gutted, wouldn't you? I, I do think, Kate, you're right. You'd like to think you just go, I don't give a shit, man. I'm running for it. But three, yeah. I mean, I'm saying 300 million and I've got no idea how much that's actually worth. That might be, I mean, how much? We'll talk million? about, we'll talk yeah, about we'll... how much that would be in today's money. Don't worry. Um, we'll get okay, there, guys. Oh, we don't even little... know what year this is. Do we, we don't even know no. what year it is now, but no, it, it, no. it will all become clear. Yeah. Okay. Because um, I feel as though if I had like a big shop in the back of my car, I'd probably run for that first and get that before. Um... Yeah. Well, if, if Ramesh, I guess, I guess to put it in your terms, let's say it was your jacket in the trunk. What are you going to do? I would sort of send the person of the group I least like. There's always somebody in the <laughs> four that's. <laughs> the, one, the one with no surname. Yeah. <laughs> There's always somebody. Who you're sort of less keen on, isn't there? You wouldn't obviously even openly say, you wouldn't say, could you go and check the boot because I'm less keen on you. But there is always an easier, I would sort of nominate somebody to go and get it. But when there's a group of four, there's always somebody that nobody likes. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Or I would go, I would go and get it. I would try (laughs) and go and get it. It's me. It's me. (laughs) Continue. Um, I would try, I would go, I would, you'd have to, you'd get it. You'd go Mm. and get it. Okay. So you would delegate. I would delegate or do it myself, you know, because there's a possibility yeah. that that's if that it could be me. Okay, do you know what I mean? That's yeah, that dude. I, I Everyone like, just looks around to you. See, yeah. ne- see, now I'm thinking this is rival gangs, and so the rival gang has planted the dynamite. But these people are going to be in trouble if they've lost three hundred million yen. Yeah, three hundred million yen. So they're they're genuinely so, weighing so up. So it's like, like they they they're mm. dead anyway if they've lost this money. So I think they've got to risk mm-hmm. getting it out of the boot before they run. I just love the idea that you're fucking with us and it's like worth about five. Yeah, and it's yeah, just isn't yeah. like and it's not a question at all. No one gives a shit. Oh, that yeah. would be so clever. I no, I didn't. 
I've been reading. <laughs> <laughs> I just read and hit copy and paste. No, I don't. I tell it. I tell it as the story that it deserves to be. Here's what happens next. The passengers run far away from the car. They heed the warning. And then they turn to see the police officer get into the car and drive it away. <gasps> oh, twist! That's a good twist. So in the oh, moment, okay. they assume that the officer is actually nice. following some kind of protocol to get the car as far away as possible for less collateral do you know, damage. Do you, know, do you know what's so horrible about that? Is that? As soon as you said that, you just think, how dumb a story that was. There, there might be dynamite on the car. You just feel like such an idiot. <laughs> Why would there be dynamite in the car? How can we be so stupid as to yeah. believe that? Why? It's a, it's, it's such a, a shameful story to have to tell everyone what happened. Yeah. Why did you leave the car? He, he said it might have dynamite in it and we should run away. It's going to explode. Are you dumb? <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine not running away though. It's a police officer. Come on. And he was he was probably a really good actor. He was sure. like really laid it on. Run! Like you'd be like, oh shit, he shouted. We better run. So they're at this moment, they're still, they're just baffled. And they're like, well, again, yeah, he's he's just trying to cause less collateral damage. He's gonna go blow up with the car, and there's bystanders here, so he's taking it. Oh, to that's a safe what place. they assume. That's what they assume. Oh but as God. as they approach the scene, they're Come on, two, very they're very new to crime, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, that is. I mean, that is <laughs> what a ridiculous. How did they get this money in the first place? If that's the yeah. level of street smarts they're bringing to this situation, yeah, right? <laughs> Do they not know it's there? I uh, think they don't know. Someone's planted. It. Maybe it's a they're just a they're just random. I don't know. I mean, these guys are these guys are potentially probably criminals, right? And then yeah. and then the police turn up. And then, then the police drive the car off and they go, oh, yeah, they're probably taking it. He's probably taking it to somewhere. So, what the hell are you talking yeah, about? They, they might as well have just fallen for it. Hi, I'm the wallet inspector. Yeah, like, that'd be the bit in the car too where their faces turn to like donkey heads. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> as they approach the scene, there are two suspicious bits of evidence that suggest something's not right here. So any guesses what's off about what they find? As who approaches what scene? The four passengers go back to where the car was. Right. And they see two things that make them go, oh, shit. Okay. Something's not right here. Oh, it's like oh. firecrackers or something, isn't it? It's what he made the smoke Oh, he made with. sparks with firecrackers. That's number one. Well done, Hannah George. It was a flare. Oh. Okay. Well it's done. so good. God, you guys actually come up with genuine answers. Uh, okay. <laughs> Only sometimes. <laughs> Only <Yeah>. sometimes. <laughs> Very rarely. <laughs> and never when I'm not hosting. <laughs> <laughs> guys, well done. Well done. <laughs> um, what, else, what else was off? Uh, was there a note that said got your dickheads or something like that mm. <laughs> they'd still be like I think that's a police thing <laughs> yeah. that they do I think it's okay I think that's a code for me us at the station so you can pick up <laughs> yeah, your car I'll give you back your car when it's all safe um, I, I wonder if there was like you know a costume like like either some fake ID or a hat or something that gave away that like they dropped a, dropped a badge and it said like Police were yeah. spelt wrong or something on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yes, you're okay. You're totally on to it because it was it was his motorcycle which he had left behind, 
when they got closer to it, they realized that it had just been painted to look like a police motorcycle. And they were like, oh, that so clearly is not a police vehicle. Oh, wow. So. I mean, these um, guys really sound like a fucking quartet of morons. Can I just say, by the way? (laughs) That's the way of putting it. (laughs) Somebody, somebody. Has painted their motorcycle. They've like painted police. No, I'm assuming it's. I'm, I'm assuming it's more sophisticated than that. It's like they've used stencils. They're not going to be like a guy with a brush. Yeah, it's, it's better than bank. It's bought some stuff from Hobby Craft. And like <laughs> just hand painted it. Yeah, sorry, I'm being. It's interesting that police. <laughs> That thing, though, of like, I think that if the police are there you and you're doing something naughty, you probably are a little bit blinded by it, aren't you? And you're like, OK, yeah. that's got, you know, if even if it's just the guy on the motorcycle going, woo, <laughs> like there's going to be that noise is going to do something to you. And you're going to be like, oh, fuck. OK, we need to do what he says. Well, you know, when you read about all of these things where if it, people, the, 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 the lengths that people go to to still fall in line with what they believe is all, you know, author, you know, the, yeah. what it takes, what it takes for you to question the status quo has yeah. to be so big, doesn't it? And so, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here like this. So <laughs> what would you mean? I hundred percent would have done that. I would have eaten the dynamite on the instruction. <laughs> had a police officer told me to. So I don't yeah, know why I'm no, giving it the big one now. Yeah, no, it's yeah. we've we've all been programmed to respect authority figures. Yeah. yeah. Drunk women solving crime. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. But also, so let's get to the question of these four people. Are they idiots? We don't even know who they are yet. What are the passengers doing with this money in the car? Well, okay, assuming they know it's there, I'm sticking with my bail bond okay. theory. Okay. Which means they're not high up in the gang because they're just like gophers. Hench people. They, yeah, they've to got be to be very get inclusive because the... there have been many, many hench women <laughs> in history. Yeah. 
So they're like the people who have to get stuff. So they had to get the money. They're they're doing this low level okay. crime job. They're not like made men or anything yet. Mm. And I think Ooh. they might be about to die because they've really fucked this up. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I've got an idea. What's your idea, Is it, HG? Are they sort of doing a sting operation? Are they working with the police? And consequently, that's how this guy knows that they've got the money. Oh, oh they're part of it. But then I've also assumed still this guy's a police officer. So, like, I'm really in deep. But they're all plants. You're saying they're all plants. Well, I'm just saying that maybe they were working with the police to sort of... Um, try to catch this imposter. Try to catch some, some, some bigger... Um, yeah. No, not, not, with the, not with the policeman. I oh, was thinking okay. oh, they were think going somewhere. they're, like, fighting FBI. Like, it's like, oh, the departments didn't talk to each other. So then that one's trying to take the money and that one's trying to take the money. And then, like... Yeah, I think they're informants, I think is what I mean. And they're taking the money somewhere to sort of see if they can do a deal. And so obviously the police know about it because they're informants oh. and that's mm. why someone else knew, oh, there's going to be money in the car. Okay, so they're still criminals. They're not undercover. But... No, I think, yeah, I think they're criminal informants. Okay. Nothing, so they've sold there. out I, 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 yeah. You know, You know when, um, whenever you watch like these heist movies, like there's always like a double-double cross, isn't there? Yeah. Like I, I, I wonder if it's like they... They're working for some criminal gang. They've got this kind of cash flowing about, like, and, and they want out. So the four of them yeah. just go, look, man, you know, like what he did One to last that. Job. What he did to that guy the other day was so out of line. I, I'm out. Are you out? You know, they he's found three other people to just go, okay, let's just clear this out and then get the hell out of here. Yeah. And then they've had, and then they've, I don't know, they've told one, they've told somebody else, or you know, they, they've let slip to somebody who's yeah. pretending is going to help them. And so it's set up this double, this double so whammy. This, so the bit where it looks like they're fucked, that just means it's working. Yeah. And they're completely in on this cop taking the, that's still part of the plan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm I, not putting so, words in your mouth. No, but as you, as, you, as you confirm the story, the plausibility of it absolutely melted. <laughs> Hey, come on. It's just Ocean's Eleven. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it is Ocean's It always 11, comes it? down to one of the oceans. Um, Okay, well, here's where I've messed with you a little bit, oh, guys. Okay. Oh, okay. She said she wasn't going to do that. I'm sorry. I did a little bit just to sort of, you know, storytelling. They're actually just bank employees who were legally transporting the money in metal boxes to give as work bonuses to several employees of Toshiba. This was, wow. a, this was a completely common practice at the time in Japan that workers would get two large cash bonuses delivered by car to their houses and people would wait for these bonuses and that's how they'd go on their summer holiday and then they'd get it again in winter. So this was completely standard. Uh, can I just, can I just ask a question? Um, yeah. we, we, we were supposed to guess that, were we? <laughs> It'll be the, uh, the old Toshiba bonuses. Yeah, it, it must be the, yeah. must be the method of distributing it. funds to Toshiba employees, which was, co- which was common practice. Is that, is that that, Taylor? I, I think you might be that. You guys are so uncultured. Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow, so, so presumably... I feel so stupid. It's, it's so obvious. <laughs> Oh, it's so oh embarrassing. Oh, my God, Ramesh. My nickname. Why, how did I forget Toshiba's procedures policy? In, in, in Tokyo in an unknown era. <laughs> I just, I know that our two listeners in Japan will really enjoy 
this episode yeah. as we unravel. Also, because they'll know from the word go, won't they, that that's actually not that much money. It can't be. If you're saying that this money is only no, to pay for summer holidays. It, well, it's so basic. Also, I've lost some, like when you said there were bank workers, I was like, oh. And then it's like, oh, wait, this is bonuses. <laughs> like, the well, people that get all the money when all the workers don't get the money. Yeah, maybe this maybe this fake police officer is like some sort of anarchist trying to bring down the banking system. Yeah, I mean, like, screw you getting your bonuses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hand paint a motorbike and completely (laughs) undermine your whole little strategy. How you like them apples? Yeah. So this amount of money is a lot of money in today's currency it would be about 20 million pounds oh oh so shit it, it, it this is proper this is like a good picture of a motorbike <laughs> <laughs> so i really want to see that i know it will never be seen but i really want to see the picture of the motorbike yeah. well, i don't actually well here's the next question what year what year do you think this is i'm thinking Ooh. 80s now because it sounds like capitalism yeah okay. toshiba <laughs> The Sheba were, yeah. they were right. running, they were running things in the 80s, weren't they? That's yeah, yeah, it's got to be. Yeah. Literally every 80s movie I've ever seen has had a motorbike and dynamite. Like, yeah. so it's got to be the 80s. Yeah, yeah like chips, right? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And they all do a chips ending. At the yeah, end. yeah. <laughs> you guys know chips here? Do we know chips? I, I mean, yeah, know that. yeah, there's no further, yeah, we do. Know we call them Chris. Yeah, if there's no further <laughs> questions, we know chips. <laughs> Oh, that's a very loud laugh. I'm sorry. You absolutely read my mind there. Like, Do we know chips? And then I was, you're not an expert on chips, Robert. You got you're really representing, you're really overrepresenting your your knowledge of chips. Sir. That's exactly oh, what God. happened to me. I know the opening song. And then that's oh it. my God, Chris! Near, 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 near. Holy shit, that's great. We called him Crisps, award-winning uh, comedy writer. That was that was, that was incredible work. Guys, crisps. Oh god, I even fucked up the repeat of the joke. Sorry. No. <laughs> chips, crisps, tortillas, been, tortillas. That is right, gonna be, that's a that's a depression spiral for me after this podcast. No, <laughs> you can't not. even repeat the joke properly. <laughs> At least you've acknowledged that I've made it first because yeah. I've been in writers' rooms where that doesn't happen. So. Yeah, I bet. I bet. <laughs> so, guys, the year is actually 1968. Okay. Okay. Wow, Toshiba is an older company. Toshiba goes way back. I remember my dad saying that he went on leave. So he was stationed in Korea during the Vietnam War and he went on leave to Tokyo. And he said that, um, so that would have been 1969. He said it was like stepping into the future and he didn't realize what the future looked like. There was stuff there that didn't reach America until like two decades later. Like they were so advanced. Wow. Yeah, I'm trying to think of examples. Like, I feel like, were there escalators yet? No, we had escalators by then, I guess. But it was stuff like that, just like mechanical stuff that he was just like, poor little, poor little Mr. Glenn. Anyway, um, (laughs) to give him his full title. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say his full name. I'm like, I shouldn't say my dad's full name on here. That'd be weird. (laughs) He's so paranoid. He's like, you aren't putting me on the face page, right? Like he gets so worried. I'm like, no, I'm not just posting your picture. Oh. Anyway, I want to, but I'm not allowed. My He's mom like, was like that when my dad joined Facebook. Really? Yeah, she got really cross with it. Right. Like, to be fair, he joined Facebook, and somebody <laughs> friended him straight away. Who 
is a murderer. What? <laughs> Some long lost distant relative who is a murderer. <laughs> I love your family so fucking much, Katie. And my dad. Oh, sorry, is it, has this person been convicted for those crimes? Yeah, I think they were. They were so, either in prison or they might be out. I don't know how they were on Facebook. Mm, that's. I guess that's kind of what I was getting to. Was, I didn't know you, you must be allowed Facebook in prison, right? I mean, oh, I, I don't know. I genuinely I'm not sure. don't know. I don't know. I like this guy. So my dad joined Facebook really excited. My mum's like, don't ever go on the internet. (laughs) And then, and then I was like, oh, dad, who was that that guy that that wrote that comment on your um, page? And obviously, this is a few years ago. And then, and my dad was like, oh, no, he is, yeah, that guy. And then dad said this. My mum was like, get off Facebook. I'm from Facebook. Don't ever put pictures of the children on Facebook. Oh, look, Charles Manson wants to connect. But if you think about that, if you think about that from your mum's point of view, right? It's like she's scared of the internet, right? And then the second your dad goes on Facebook, he makes he is contacted by a murderer. I mean, that's it. It's over. You, you, your mom's relationship with the internet is done. Right? <laughs> oh, that's you know, so She's funny. probably had the most accurate, like, view of the internet ever. Honestly, I don't want to do this too much, but my mum never let us watch Jimmy Savile on TV because she never trusted him. <laughs> oh, my God. That's incredible. I know. Yeah, thanks for the warning, Katie, for yeah. the rest of us. Just, just to... Sh- we were also not allowed to watch Elizabeth Taylor films because she wore fur. So, um, okay. just to give I mean, this full context. I was no, going to say, whoa, Elizabeth Taylor thrown into that ring. I'm, yeah. no, my yeah. mum was... My was um, no, no offense to, like, the British perception, but, like, <laughs> as soon as I saw Jimmy Savile, before anything even came out, I'm like, really, guys? You didn't... didn't no. Yeah, but you know what? You, think, no, but you just think it's so over. There's no mm, way that he's really, you know. Yeah. That's how it... That's how it ah, well, okay. Yeah. Anyway, we've... But but, 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 but your mum your mum though is right on on two well possibly three out of three of those things because fur is bad right that yeah. we we I, I guess so I'm assuming that you think that I don't know but no, I no, yeah I'm, yeah I'm anti fur yeah yes. and we're all uh, uh, we all we're all anti Jimmy Savile aren't we can I, I, I can mean, I also assume point, that if you're not <laughs> no yeah, yeah. I've yeah. Imagine, listen, if you're on the, fence. on the fence yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. and you then, have very good public service ads. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But then, but then, so I maybe never the seatbelt. Yeah, and but maybe the internet is bad. Then your yeah, mum, your, think... your this story has made me rethink the internet. <laughs> no, right. I mean, I'm not going to log off straight away, but you know, I'm, I'm certainly going <laughs> to reflect on that. There is a reason why these bank employees were so twitchy about the possibility of an explosive. Why would that be? Uh, Had their bank been like blown up, or a building been blown up to do with their bank, like? A year before or a day before? Well, very close. There was a there was a bomb threat, basically. So somebody had phoned in just four days earlier to the bank, threatening to blow it up if the manager didn't hand over three million yen. So a different amount, but still the three, all the threes, um, to one of their female employees, which I thought was interesting. They wanted them to hand it over to a female employee who was then instructed to drop it in a specific location. I guess female employee because less of a threat, right? Well, um, is the implication that she's in on it, or is it just that? Like, no, it's that the the person making 
Yeah, I think it's that. The person making demands said give it to a female employee. Oh, so was it, he didn't remember. name the employee. No. He didn't say give it to Susan. No. Oh, right. no right. Susan okay. was yeah, off. Give it to the That's one right. woman that you've let work. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously they didn't give in to the man to the demands. So the police okay. surrounded the place, but they never found any evidence. But all the employees are on edge for this, you know, period of time. Uh, so okay. the moment they heard dynamite, you know. So basically a massive investigation is launched. Um, police release a composite sketch of the suspect just based on <laughs> the accounts. Side note, wouldn't you love to see a composite sketch of yourself just based on people's descriptions of you and oh nothing else? God. It would be horrific. No, I wouldn't. Well, it would be so yeah, bad, wouldn't I it? I absolutely wouldn't. There's no way. <laughs> I mean, I've already had school. I don't need this. No. School kind of just was that, wasn't it? Like She's got a witch's nose, widow's peak, and furrowed brow. That's just me Massive describing. Massive peak. <laughs> Oh yeah, if you, you had to say that just because it did sound a bit like you were describing Katie. Taylor's <laughs> going in on Katie yeah. right now, and like I'm not sure I'm pleased about it. So I've made my peace with it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they were they were able to trace the thief to a nearby park where he transferred all of the boxes into another stolen car, but that's when the trail went cold. So. He had also left over 120 pieces of evidence at the scene, which police think were just bits to throw them off and sort of stall for a time, which has happened in some other cases that we've had. So 120 pieces of evidence. 120. It's a lot. Well, it's like just fucking confetti. Lego. It was confetti. What the fuck has he done? <laughs> What's all this evidence? It's a lot of evidence. I know. Hair. Fuzz. Um. How many suspects wound up on the suspects list? Guys, for once, it's a big enough number that I don't think you're going to fuck this up for me. Because I always ask, like, <laughs> how many people were there? Like, it was a lot. And they'll be like, a billion. And then it's... <laughs> so are you saying... So is it more than a billion suspects? Then? <laughs> <laughs> you asked for that, Taylor. <laughs> yeah, you, you brought that on yourself. Oh, I've really brought it on myself. For once, I thought this... It, there are quite a few suspects. How many suspects do All you right. think? I'm going to go annoyingly low. 20. Thanks, Katie. I think if you can say significantly like a lot of suspects, like 200. Uh, I'm going to go higher. I'm going to go 300. All right. I'm going to go 3,000 just so we've got some difference. <laughs> Guys, there were 110,000 suspects what? over the what? course of this investigation. 110,000? Because the person described... I mean, we can share the picture. It's just like a picture of eyes and a mouth with a helmet on. Like it just could look like any man in Tokyo. We've got a description of what the guy looks like. There's 110,000 people that look like this picture. I mean, well, it's like 110,000 people that are like, oh, that'll be that'll be my mate. That'll yeah. be my guy I know. Like, there's how many people that have such a fucking low, yeah. or maybe high. It depends. It's really like, suspicious when a friend of yours goes, can you just put this helmet on a sec? I just want to... <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no reason, no reason. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I need to paint it and it will say police. Wow, um, that is mad. It's crazy. The yeah. investigation, over the course of the investigation, it also involved over 170,000 police officers and it cost 900 million yen or three times the amount of the money that was actually wow. stolen. It wow. became, 
it is still one of the most notorious unsolved crimes in Japan. Wow. Yeah. Um, so question, was anyone ever arrested for the crime? Yeah. Okay. They've got to have some show trials. Just for Oh, yeah. God, that is such a good point because if it's that high profile, I'd imagine yeah. they really they really don't want to undermine the populace's faith in the in yeah. the police and the criminal system. I would imagine that somebody went pretty far down the road to conviction without without any kind of real credible evidence. Yeah. I imagine just because mm. they they'd wanna they'd wanna be able to say that they've got this person. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. Hannah, like, any advance on that? Well, I mean, I'm assuming that the the bomb call was him four days before. So mm. I've gone Sowing from being the like, seeds. Okay. Yeah, I've gone from being like, this is a guy who's painted police onto a, like, a motorbike to, oh, no, but he is, he's sowing that doubt in their minds that they would get out of the car and stuff. Yeah. And that feels like infinitely more traceable than anything else. But there's so, there is a lot you, of evidence. There's you, a fucking motorbike like it seems mad this hasn't been solved well, you, can't, you can't trace calls in 1968 oh you could yeah. probably do fingerprint dusting though um you had gloves on you would have had gloves yeah yeah and well hannah i was just gonna say that's there's been so much speculation about this case and there still is like people try to just profile who could this have been and one of the biggest debates is is this just a guy who had dumb luck and had a really simple plan and got away with it or is this like a mastermind oh yeah who again yeah planted the seeds was it the same person so but i i think it could be both it's a simple Mm. plan you plant the seeds it's still slightly dumb luck that it worked Mm. Mm. so three three men were arrested which is not not many um obviously tons of suspects were questioned adding up the bill but um Adding up the bill. <laughs> Check, please. <laughs> <laughs> so the first was the son of a police officer who was 19. Um, oh, wow. Sadly, in the course of the investigation, he kills himself. Oh, my God. And then he's oh. ruled out as a suspect because additional oh. evidence comes to light. Oh, yes. no. Super like, sad. shame is such a huge thing, isn't it? Yes. Um, and Shit. Was, obviously, like, the son of a police officer, like, you've shamed the oh. integrity of the force. and. Um, A second man is arrested eventually, but he had an alibi because he was taking an exam when the crime occurred. And a third suspect initially refused to cooperate with the authorities, but sort of similar, like evidence comes to light and it's just not possible that he's the one. They don't they don't get very close to anyone. Just two more questions. One, do you guys know what the statute of limitations is in Japan? Oh, it's really short. It's like six years or something. Hmm. Oh, wow. I always think that's mad, the statute of limitations, that you can, like, depending what state or what country you're in, you can murder someone. And if you... And then start can, bragging about it. Yeah, if you can get away with it for, like... Just wait until midnight. Just get a group of friends yeah. together at a pub. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> yeah, I am, I am about to pick up this bar bill for 300 million yen, as long as... <laughs> No police come through that door in the next 
20 seconds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you know, that's actually not a bad like plot for a film of yeah. like, just waiting yeah. in a pub for midnight for a statute of limitations to be up oh, on God. a crime just, you did. That would be a great scene. Yeah. We always come to the film plot, don't we? That's just become the like, wait, what a great movie. I just think, first of all, this is a great case, by the way. Kudos. But I, I, I am, this is great. I'm so glad you've enjoyed but, it. That's but, great. But the, but the statute of limitations, a statute of limitations that short, it's like incentivizing crime. I mean, it's like, do you know what I mean? Like, especially when it comes to yeah. that amount of money, you just go, fuck, I'm just going to roll the dice on this, man. Like, six years, I can, I can hide, hide out. Yeah. yeah. I can I can have a prosthetic nose for six years. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, I just don't. Yeah. It seems so crazy, that doesn't it? It's so crazy. We did um, the DB Cooper case, where um, there was a statute of limits. So DB Cooper like hijacked a plane, and then after the statute of limitations was up, a few people claimed that it was them, and then they changed the law on the statute of limitations and made it longer. And then all the people were like, "No, nope, I was kidding. It wasn't me." Yeah. <laughs> That only statute. <laughs> that would be a great ruse, though, wouldn't it? If you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what it is. I was and then, joking. Yeah. Wait for someone to admit to it and just be like, you fucking dickhead. Yeah. That's not a thing. Statue of what? Well, Katie. <laughs> say that on the record. Katie, you were super close. And we had another case um, a long time ago. I'm trying to think who was on it. Um, it was another case in Japan. So the statute of limitations in Japan is seven years and it's one of the shortest. It might be the shortest in the world. Because okay. that was Helen Monks, wasn't it? It was because Helen it Monks. Was, yeah, yes. the, the creature with 23 faces. Or yes, yes, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. So by 1975, the guy who did it could have come forward and said, yeah, it was me with impunity. Right. But wow. my question is, and it's interesting you brought up D.B. Cooper, which kind of spoils the answer. Did anyone ever come forward? Well, okay. <laughs> so the thing is... On the one hand, great bragging rights and you're in the clear. But on the other hand, a guy has killed himself. Mm. So like, it's actually kind of not that good. Like with D.B. Cooper, no one died. <laughs> it was a nice lighthearted hijacking the plane. Um, but also <laughs> it just occurs to me like, the differences in culture, like in American culture, like, yeah, hijacked a plane and kissed right. a broad and drank my Manhattan and jumped out of the plane versus yeah. like, well, actually, is it is yeah. it very admirable to step forward in we, Japan and say, we, yeah. we frown on this. <laughs> yeah, maybe they frown on this a bit more. I don't know. <laughs> There's a possibility that people would have come forward that didn't do it. I mean, it feels like. A, yes. There must have been people that said... Crazy people. Yeah, that just sort of want to claim this thing, right? Possibly. The people that see Elvis everywhere, they would yeah. say they did it. Yeah, yeah. But you're right, Kate. The, the guy killing himself kind of takes the, the, the gloss off the break. Yeah, it does a bit. Yeah. For me, anyway. Like, no, for me too. I was like, this is a lot of fun. And then I was like, oh, this makes me feel a bit sick and sad. Inside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys were having so much fun, I almost left out that detail. And then I was yeah. like, it, it is a true crime podcast. Yeah. We should probably put the no, truth also in the face. There's that thing, isn't there, about if I've always thought if I ever won the lottery, which is, I don't play the lottery, so it's unlikely, but mm. if I ever won, <laughs> like they do that thing where you can either go public or you, or you don't have to. And like, and I also think that if you did do this crime within six years, you've not spent like you know twenty million pounds. You can't pounds, have spent you? too much. So yeah, you'd you'd people would always be expecting you to pay for shit. So the cheapskate in me says no, <laughs> I wouldn't. The real person, would, the real person wouldn't say that it was them. 
No, because you'd be expected to like foot every fucking bill. And so the so tightness and also the shame of a man killed himself, but mainly tightness. Yeah. You just go. Oh, you got a lot of jackets from the US. What's going on? <laughs> Paul, Paul being the best Japanese name I could come up with. No, it's yes, good. But, it's really good. No, yeah, good. there's always a Paul. So, a couple people did come forward. Not, not a ton, but in the 1980s, um, one of the most sensationalized ones was a newspaper broke this story, and they claimed to have uncovered the identity of this person. And we got very excited, and so he gets questioned, and he admits to it. Can, sorry, can I ask? Yeah. Was he one of the original suspects? No, he's no, a brand no. new person. Okay, no, continue. Sorry, I was just curious. No, that's that's cool. Um, it's kind of like a sad DB Cooper situation. Like they didn't have to dig very far. He was this like guy that had never left home, and his parents are like, he makes stuff up because his life's kind of boring. You know, so oh, they were either covering for like this mastermind, but they right. specifically said like. He obviously was old enough in 1968 to have committed it, but they're like, he was so broke back then that all he did was borrow money from us. It's really sad, and he's still that really sad. That would explain the paper motorbike. Well, I mean, it's a cheap it's paper. Like, I don't think the but, motorbike was paper. But do you know what I mean? Just, <laughs> it was like an sp- origami motorcycle. Listen, if you have to speculate to accumulate, that is a cheap outlay for that crime. You got yeah. one phone call, and you got a paper mm. motorbike. <laughs> Yeah, and he might, and he might, as we know, he reversed charges on the call. Yeah, yeah right? Yes. He's I'm really stupid. glad. I mean, we have a title for the film, if nothing else, Paper Motorbike. Yeah, that's a <laughs> so, great title, isn't it? Yeah, you know. Sounds like it's going to be a bit more indie and kind it, of like... Yeah, yeah, I don't feel like it suggests what it really is. I no, I'd, I'd imagine you'd be disappointed. If, if you didn't know anything about the film, like, <laughs> yeah. do you want to go see Paper Motorbike? I don't, I don't think you'd be expecting that. Film. At all. No. <laughs> I don't want a classic heist film. Like I want to go for like a Wes Anderson kind of vibe on this. Like, yeah, it's paper. It's paper motorbike. Is that what you even <laughs> said? I've now had a lot of wine in my mug. The problem with a mug is you just like fill the mug. Guys, I'm gonna round this up. I don't think the problems with the mug. No, I think I think that's <laughs> the problem that with is... the mug. I mean, that's one of the who, primary functions of a mug is it's refillable, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Who filled the mug, Taylor? <laughs> <laughs> who filled the yeah. mug? That's another good uh, film title. Wow. I feel this feels like my first day in rehab. This is. <laughs> yeah, we're doing a great job. Um, it, was it the fishbowl or was it the fact that you put all the vodka in the fishbowl, Taylor? <laughs> right. So that yeah, there's still speculation about who this was. There's been there's been a few like films inspired by it, TV series. I do wonder just because it's that smug thing of like maybe we'll add something to it. Like I do wonder if one of the bank employees was in on it. Yeah, mm. and just had a payout just because if cash. I, I don't know. It's just so easy to trick. Sixty-eight too. Yeah. There was no ch- like money laundering was so much easier back then. Yeah. And I guess what like, I'm trying to say is I can't remember if my dad was over there in 68 or 69. <laughs> Uh-oh. But I do know that suddenly suddenly he paid for us to go to college. And I know that we didn't have enough money to have more than like sardine sandwiches as kids. Oh, so right. Wow. This just got personal. Okay. I'm just throwing it out there. And you're, mo- and, you're, and you're moving house, right? How big is this new place? <laughs> 
<sighs> that just feels like a good note for the little sting. In fact, just leave that in instead of the sting. So much wine, guys. Drunk women solving crime. So our listener crime comes from Chloe. Chloe, thank you so much for sending this in. And guys, we so appreciate you sending in your crimes. Please. We always want more crimes. Yes, we can never have No, no, many. we don't. Yeah. This <laughs> is a weird... <laughs> <laughs> that is a weird thing to say. Please, just, yeah, just in, in isolation. Keep you know reading the victims, context guys. of this podcast. Sure. We always want more listeners. Sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. I mean, on a social level, I would love the world peace. And that's what we are aiming for. Our yeah. drinking changes lives. <laughs> uh, hello, drunk women. If you're ever short on crimes, I might have one for you at work, parentheses, you call them brackets, being a shop where the American version would be dollar land. Okay. I like that. Was that for me? Was she trying to explain to me? I think she's trying not to say the name of the shop so so she doesn't get into trouble. Oh, I see. So So it's dollar land. Pound village. I get it. Um, We (laughs) have... There probably is a pound village. Sorry, There probably is a pound village. I think I've seen that porno. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's horrible. That was great. Great work. <laughs> Do you want to ride the Bone Town to Pound Village? <laughs> that was bad. No, it wasn't. This is good stuff. We haven't cleared any sex at all. It's amazing. There have been We've no been dick very jokes. respectful to our male guests. Oh, we have been so respectful. Well, yeah. I don't remember. I don't know. Maybe we haven't. <laughs> um... We I just had a flashback of like shaming a couple of them. So I don't think that's entirely true. Um, okay. We had two grown men causing hassle and being childish as men like to do. Oh, here we go. Now you guys are getting it. <laughs> they started to swear and shout, wouldn't leave. So the police were called and we thought it was done. One of my colleagues said that he recognized one of them as a local mechanic type person. The next morning, the shop was covered in spray paint and motor oil. Are we jumping to conclusions, assuming it was the guys from the day before, or is it just a weird coincidence? Hmm. That is a difficult question to answer. Is it? Because of course it was them. Is that too (laughs) soon? I just, yes. I think it's quite interesting, the, um, the idea of having, it was obviously a fight between these two men in this shop and then taking it out on the shop. Well, it wasn't the shop's fault that they had a fucking fight. Like, I, I, unless they were fighting over the bargains, I don't know. But I feel as though they weren't, you know, they were arguing between each other, right? It wasn't. So, why yeah. would you argue at Dollarland? I reckon it's like you know when um, one of the things that that, that people like to do at, at Dollarland or Pound Village or whatever is go, "How much is this? What about this? <laughs> what about this?" And like thinking, right. and, and, and it's always one person thinks it's really funny, and then somebody else thinks it's really infuriating. If I was with somebody that kept doing that as a gag, I mean, you could just leave I the mean, shop. You could, yeah, I think you would. I think you would get into a fight. But also, do you know? Do you, but but do you know also in, in, in relations because the thing is, it feels it feels unfair to take it out on the shop for being thrown out. But one of the things that I've realised during this uh, this whole coronavirus thing one of the yeah. smaller things i've realized is i really resent being told off even or, or being told what to do even if it's completely legitimate and justified so yeah. so you know when like when 
somebody says, if you're at a shop and somebody says, can you maintain your distance at two metres? I'm totally in support of that. Yeah. I, I, I totally believe in the regulations. I do want to do my bit to, to yeah. stop the spread of it. But I feel angry in that. It, it, I, I can't, mm. do, do you know what I mean? It's sort of, that you weren't trusted to do that without yeah, being yeah, reminded. Yeah. I do get that. Yeah. yeah. And so, I totally get that. Yeah. And so... Um, and that's uh, like, it's the same... That's the human mentality too. It's like if I say to my kid, oh, make sure you wash your hands, and they go like, I was about to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was going to do it anyway. You didn't need to tell oh me. Oh, my God. But I feel I, like you're it's, putting, it's your, that. putting yeah. your finger on the pulse. <laughs> you're putting your finger on the pulse of the difference between like, oh, let's get political, but like non-Trump supporters and Trump supporters because the difference... With you acknowledging, yeah, the human normal reaction to me is like, don't right. tell me what to do. I'm right. I'm, I'm a grown autonomous. Up. Yeah. 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 Is that you still like go, but I respect the principle behind right. it. Yes. And the difference is and people that are like, God yeah. damn, you know, just yeah. like, don't put a mask on my face. I breathe the air that I pay for with my taxes because I'm overtaxed, you know? <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. guys. I've been drinking. No, it's good. <laughs> no, no. But I, but I, but I, I, I think you make. I, I think what happened. What happened is this: the two guys in the shop had a fight, right? Yeah. They get they get thrown out of the shop. This is. I'm just mm. hypothesizing. Obviously, yeah, I yeah. yeah. It was insane if I was. Report, <laughs> I was actually one of the guys. Let me just let me just, <laughs> let me just clear up for you. Let me just clear up for you what happened. No, so I think yeah, I these, just, these two guys. Maybe my jacket's at Pound Village. Maybe yeah, my jacket's yeah, yeah, at Pound yeah. Village. They, they have they have a fight and they get kicked yeah. out, right? And it's like yeah. very it's very humiliating, you know, getting kicked out of it. And then they go off and they're they're still arguing as they go. And then they just go, oh, fucking let's let's sit down and try and sort this out over a drink, right? They sit down and they have a drink. And they're talking uh, shit through, and they make up, right? And then they just they get carried away in the because and they're enjoying each other's company, and they're drinking more and drinking more. And then one of them goes, "You know, you know, actually, you know, I don't, I don't think this was our fault. I don't, think, I, don't, I, don't, I don't actually think we were doing anything that bad. I, was like, I think you're right. I think you're right. It's not how can how why should we be blamed?" <laughs> for, for, for unreasonable expectations of behaviour in shop. I've seen people doing that in a shop before. They didn't get kicked out. <laughs> you, you must have seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. I saw it. Yeah, I was in the uh, Greggs and some guy was throwing sausage rolls about. He never got thrown out. Like, this pound village. Then it wasn't a problem. And then, it, well, you know. Yes. I, if anything, I took that role play too far. In the first no, round. you know what? I feel like you solved it. I you feel like did. you solved it. I feel like right that's so accurate. It said that is it. That is what's happened. <laughs> Seriously, hundred percent. You got behind the scenes of the conflict. Like, yes, it was them, but we also needed to understand how they got there. <laughs> but yeah, like that is the psychology of what happened. Definitely, mm. HG. You were going to say something. No, no, I just genuinely believe it was Rom now. Like, that was way too spot on. That just leaves us with enough time to ask, Ramesh, do you have any things that you would like to plug or talk about? Uh, so I'm just working on another series of uh, Rob and Ramesh Versus, which is a Sky, uh, a Sky One show that I do uh, where Rob and I look at different things. I, I don't, we, we go, we immerse ourselves in different worlds, right? So... Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say 
What we're doing? Uh, Is this uh, what you're recording now? No, I'm doing something else. King Gary Christmas special. Uh, oh, cool. <laughs> I love King Gary. Yeah. I thought that was great. Oh, uh, um, yeah. So, uh, so and, then, and then Rob and Rom, I've been working on. So that's it, really. Uh, and then we're trying Amazing. to do we're trying to do another series of misadventures, which is this travel show I do. But um, obvious for obvious reasons, it's proving to be uh, tricky. <laughs> Yes. Right. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. They, well, they, they, they're desperate for it to happen. No, no, not they're desperate for it to happen. They're trying to make it work. But every yeah. single time, it keeps getting moved in my diary. So they go, I think we'll be able yeah. to do it in November. And then it starts to get close and they go, we can't. And yeah. then so who knows? But it is, it is going to happen. But I just don't know when. Who knows? Oh, cool. Uh, and I'll be looking to resume my tour in 2026, I guess. So whenever. <laughs> Whenever it's okay to do this kind of talk shows. My, my wife, the other day, Lisa the other day goes to me, I don't know when I'll feel comfortable again going to a theatre. I said, well, you, you better hope that other people don't have that attitude. So with the, <laughs> <laughs> your husband's tour depends on it. Uh, <laughs> so weird, you and your it? shoes and your yeah, theatres. Katie, oh. okay, so you, were, you were at my first ever gig. Oh my god! The what? No, it was uh, it was a comedy cafe. Was it? Yeah, and it was uh, it was uh, the new act night where you win the night or whatever, and then you come back oh, and you yeah. you won. I you, won the night. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Oh, at the comedy store. Oh no! Or did you win another? Cafe. Okay, that would have been yeah. two thousand and eight. I think I. How many Maybe, fucking yeah. gongs did you win, Wilkins? Jeez. Yeah, that was so just my that fir- one in the comedy store. That was my wow. first first ever gig. I remember doing that. I remember doing the comedy cafe and like everyone given a piece of paper to sort of like rank the acts in order and my friends came to see me did not vote for me because really? I was that kid <laughs> yeah. I literally I saw all their cards wow. and I was like oh okay I thought, you've like, got I was... honest friends <laughs> well I, I, at, that, at that comedy cafe gig that you that, that I saw you at Katie I, I remember like really but obviously I was like buzzing my tits off because I'd just done my first gig I went outside to have a cigarette and one of the audience members came up to me and I was like, I was like really excited because it's been on stage. And I said, oh yeah, I've just only just started gigging. And he goes, yeah, he goes, you're really confident, but I don't think you told like even a single joke. Like he, he was so, <laughs> he was so honest with his appraisal of how I'd done. Wow. And, uh, and I was like, oh, cool. It was, it was, you know, like when your ego gets punctured so oh. instantly, it was, uh, it was amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah. Um, the roller coaster. <laughs> oh, Ramesh, this has been such a delight. Thank you so much for your Thanks time. So no, this has honestly Thanks, been man. so much fun. So thank you for having me. Oh, I'm Aww. so glad you enjoyed it. Everyone Brilliant. listening, it's our final men's month guest. It's Ramesh Ranganathan. Thank you so much, guys. Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and on Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. Also, if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then please write it in that review and we'll solve it. Thank you so much to ACAST for hosting us and thank you for listening. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.